What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's going on? It's Johnny King. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. And if you are, by chance, living in Denver, Colorado, as I am, fall has arrived. (laughs) As I'm recording this, it's 46 degrees out as the high. All this rain just went through through the area. I'm seeing posts from my friends who live up in the mountains that they're getting hammered with snow it's crazy uh fall has arrived not that i didn't know that but just always seems like well i love the i love the variety of the seasons but it's like just as i'm starting to get used to a season (laughs) things change you know i kind of uh i'm sure there's a bigger learning lesson in life about that but uh summer was once was and now it's fall. If you've never experienced a Colorado autumn, man, the the aspen trees as they turn their golden hue, and uh, they're beautiful, man. This is the time of year. Um, people flock into the mountains on weekends just to just to see the the colors change. And of course, it's beautiful up in the Pacific North Pacific Northwest. Uh, the Northeast. Fall is just a fun time. <clears throat> so having said that, did I get up into the mountains and go look at leaves this past weekend? Nope. <laughs> what did I do? I stayed in my house. In fact, I primarily stayed in my bedroom with the shades drawn out of choice. <laughs> Why? I signed up for a two and a half day Heal Your Inner Child Workshop, put on by my coach, Christine Hasler, and her husband, Stephanos. And man, was it a powerful, powerful weekend. And uh, it was really, really interesting because I don't know how much, you know, personal development you may have done, but I, I certainly have heard people say like, oh, you're so hard on yourself. Like, would you talk to a little seven year old? in the same way that you talk to yourself and people are like, yeah, I mean, I have said that to, to clients of, of my own, you know, because we are so freaking hard on ourselves. And yet, does that really help when I hear someone say that? Like, would you talk to a seven year old? Like, of course not, but I'm an adult. I can handle it. Or, or so I think, right. And so this whole workshop kind of based on healing your inner child, I didn't really know a whole lot about that until my coach started bringing it up. And she's like, oh, you know what? This is this pattern that's showing up in your relationship with your girlfriend at the moment. This is, this is actually your mother's mother wound. I'm like, what? What what are you talking about? This is your father wound. I still have work to do with my father wound. Yeah. This is because of your, your wounded inner child and this and that. I'm like, what are are we talking about? (laughs) Okay. 
So that's why I love coaching. That's why I love being coached because there's so much to unpack. And I think for the vast majority of people who don't listen to a podcast like this, who don't go to personal development seminars or live and listen to other podcasts or read, you know, personal growth books and get stuff online for the vast majority of them they're good with the status quo and and if anything they're they're actually scared about what might be in pandora's box they don't actually want to know uh all the areas that they <laughs> might need some healing in for me once i kind of let go of this uh this belief that i was going to have a perfect life <laughs> Which which happened, you know, I, I finally let that go once my mom passed away. Okay, that sucked. Okay, 61 years old. Man, that, that's just, that's super young. Then my dad comes out that he's gay. Okay, didn't see that coming. That was uh, a couple years later. And then I, I end up, uh, my ex asks for a divorce. That last one was, was the thing that, it was like the, the third punch or kick in, in the gonads that finally got me to be like, okay, life is clearly not going to go the way that I thought it was going to go. And little did I know, it wasn't going the way I thought it was going to go because of all of the woundedness from when I was little, but I didn't have that perspective. Okay, so right around that time, I started getting into Tony Robbins, I started getting into personal development, and when I finally surrendered to, okay, no longer having this ideal life the way that I wanted it to, to un unfold and bloom as that's when growth really started becoming exciting to me so even in in, I remember when I was married I remember in previous relationships I do remember though I've always had kind of a growth mindset we would get into arguments and I would kind of be like not giddy but I'd be like this is this is fun like we're working on a relationship I liked the the conflict in some sense of being like, okay, we're improving here. We're only going to get stronger out of this. And so little did I know getting into this weekend that it would have an impact on what's going on in my life just a couple days later. Gratefully, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but I knew I needed to clear the runway enough to commit myself fully to this virtual workshop. So Christine and and Steph, uh, they live in Austin, but we had people tuning in all over the world, which is amazing. People that are waking up at 2 a.m. to join this this thing live. Of course, you can, you know, buy it later and listen to the recordings, but I had a sneaky feeling that if I didn't, you know, there's enough content there. If I didn't commit myself to showing up live, the chances of me watching the recordings are a lot less, you know probability of me finding out finding something else to do or not being as committed is uh you know is less so I'm like okay I'm going to commit myself I'm not going to go up to the mountains and look at the beautiful trees I'm going to stay in my room and cry <laughs> so uh which which quite frankly is what happened and so we we had uh there's a lot of different exercises that they had us do <clears throat> excuse me but one of them was a breathwork and then vis- visualization journey that Christine took us on. And she takes us, you know, around this way and that, and then eventually down the staircase and down this magical hallway and into this room. 
to meet our younger version of ourselves. Now, rewind a few steps before we jumped into the workshop uh, in preparation for it earlier in the week. They sent an email and said, hey, one of the things that we want you to do is we want you to come to the workshop with uh, in like uh, at least one photo. And if you don't have photos, you can actually draw a picture. But uh, a photo of yourself uh, kind of at that age of like between six and ten. And so I found a, a bunch of photos of me when I was eight years old, and they just cracked me up. The the clothing I was wearing, and it's amazing how I could I would not have any recollection of that clothing, but as soon as I see a photo, it takes me right back to them. I'm like, oh my god, that was my favorite shirt then. I literally in one of these pictures, I have a uh, garbage pail kids T-shirt, Brett Sweat, which if you don't know about the garbage pail kids. You're missing out. Good old, you know, child of the 80s here. And so I see these different photos that I find, and they literally crack me up. And uh, which was interesting because my thought when I when I experienced myself as a little guy, there wasn't any shame there. There wasn't any like, oh, he was such a little brat. I just had nothing but like love for this little guy, right? And so with those pictures in mind. We're doing this visualization. I'm literally in my room. I've got my blackout curtains. I've got my, my eye mask, my sleep mask on. I've got my earbuds on, connected to the computer, and they're running us through this live. Like, thank God for technology. I'm literally doing this from the comfort of my own bed, my own bedroom. And so there I am. I find myself sitting down on kind of like a park bench with my eight-year-old self who's so excited to see me. He's so full of joy and so just like, lover of life which quite frankly when again when my my inner child comes out in my adult life it's no different i have such an excitement for life i'm such a, a little boy at heart and in a good sense not like immature but just like childlikeness i can be super goofy um super weird and uh and that's a lot of times when i'm at my most uh vulnerable my most seen my most where i feel the safest those are the people that I feel the most safe around. And a lot of times that's my like my intimate partners and my family members. And so um not not you know, interestingly enough, we're we're going through this, you know, process. We're asking our eight year old selves, like, what do you do what do you like to, to play and you know, uh how do you how, you know, how do you feel seen the best? Um what what does it require for you to feel the, the most safe? <clears throat> Things like that, right? And so I'm having this conversation with my eight-year-old self. And I kind of knew some of the stuff was going on, but I didn't, you know, didn't know that it went so deep. Was that I didn't actually feel safe growing up to be myself. I felt physically safe, gratefully, where a lot of people, of course, don't even feel that if they're sexually or emotionally, physically abused. But I still didn't feel safe. Because um, with, with my parents, like my dad was a, a workaholic. He was busy running his business and kind of working through his own, you know, life challenges. My mom, likewise, uh, in that type of relationship when my dad's really not around and, and oh, he's a, a closet, you know, homosexual and she knows about it. 
is the elephant in the room that's never spoken about. So she's not really getting the love that she she needs. He's definitely not getting the love that he he needs either. So let's just have a, have like a bunch of kids and see if that distracts us. <laughs> so what's interesting again that I've learned over the weekend is that the inner child, the wounded inner child, can easily easily I don't know easily is a, a relative term I guess term. <clears throat> the inner child can be hidden more easily when we distract ourselves through work or achievements or in the gym where our inner child typically gets provoked and triggered the most and comes to the surface more readily is in our intimate relationships and man oh man (laughs) did my inner child my little guy my wounded little guy come out a ton over this past year in this relationship that I was in Again, no fault to my significant other at the time. Um, But my little inner child, I think, triggered her little inner child, right? So we had a lot of trauma coming up from when we were younger. And the question is, how do you handle this stuff? I'm, I'm literally a coach and I'm in this relationship and I'm struggling to find solutions, right? So, and again, that's, that's kind of why, for me, personally, it's so important to find a partner who has that, that desire, that willingness. The willingness, again, is everything. That's what Christine and Steph talked about. To do the work. Not to be coerced to do the work or pressured to do the work, but they have their own internal drive to do the work on themselves to heal whether they're in a relationship or not right so again here I am in my bedroom crying having conversations with my eight-year-old self throughout the weekend and and truly finding a lot of healing because as I dug more into this inner child I realized he didn't feel seen he didn't feel heard um, he didn't feel safe and when I look back on a lot of my relationships in my past with, with women and, and intimate relationships, I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel safe. And was that the fault of these women? No, not, not necessarily. A lot of that was coping mechanisms that I created when I was eight years old or six, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, throughout my childhood. Before I was 18, a lot of those were, were set up to protect myself, to, fe- to create my own sense of safety. But then it also allowed myself to not be seen, if that makes sense. Because if we're to truly be seen and to be vulnerable, then our fear is that we won't be loved, we'll be rejected. And there's nothing worse than that, right? So... As I'm having these conversations again with with my eight-year-old self over this weekend and asking what he needs to feel safe and how does he like to play the most and what are his needs and it's amazing. It's truly amazing that you can kind of, (laughs) you know, I wasn't here in my bedroom. I was in in my mind truly having these experiences and they're profound experiences and there are a lot of tears and a lot of things that, that came up and I, and I felt like I created a lot of healing. 
Is, is the journey done for me? Is the healing done? Of course not. But man, what was interesting was that rather than actually getting, actually uh, either providing what my eight-year-old self needed or being able to support him, what ended up happening is my eight-year-old self was giving me (laughs) support and love and validation. And yes, because I look at my little eight-year-old self and look at these pictures and I laugh and I just kind of like, oh man, I I love that little guy because he was just, you know, so joyful. And as an older adult, I find myself more routinely stressed out, exhausted, worrying about things I can't control, um, not being as fulfilled as I know I could be. And then when I get back to the things that make me truly happy, it's being outside. It's riding my bike, (laughs) mountain biking. It's uh, being with people, making them laugh, doing the same fucking things I did when I was eight years old. And yet I burden myself and distract myself and pull myself away from my true core of who I am by worrying about all the adult things. And yes, we have to make money and we have to pay the bills and keep the lights on. I get all that. But I really truly believe that we make it so much harder on ourselves than, than it really is, than it needs to be. And so here my little eight-year-old is telling me, you know what, like, you need to see yourself. You need to validate yourself. And I had this like epiphany where I'm getting advice from my eight-year-old self being like, yeah, when I was eight years old, I didn't know what my needs were. I couldn't go, you know, I didn't have the maturity or, you know, the the ability to articulate like, hey, mom, uh, I don't feel seen right now. Could you spend some quality time with me right now? <laughs> I don't feel emotionally safe because I feel like if anything happens, you're going to freak out and get angry at all of us so we all just work so hard to keep mom happy but when that happens you know and she's not taking care of herself my mom would not you know eat right she wouldn't she very rarely took care of herself sometimes we'd be like mom go take a bath she's like really You're like please like go just go do you and get some me time but very rarely again she has five kids and like the burden, you know, not that we're a burden, but you know what I'm saying, like five fucking kids, that's a lot. <clears throat> no wonder she was strung out a lot. We just kind of all did what we could to keep the peace. And so then here I am again as an adult, and people have said like, oh my gosh, dude, you created your business. 2015, no, 2010, you started a gym, you became a very successful gym in between a Planet Fitness and a Gold's Gym, like literally about a mile from, not even a mile between those two and became very success, successful, all, all things considering, right? Business in that, I sold it. Sold the business five years later for a profit. Um, this podcast, I've written a book, which is now available, by the way. <laughs> Normally, again, those things, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would minimize myself. I would minimize the, the things that I've done because in comparison to, they're not as great, right? Or deep down underneath the surface, I was just I was perpetuating the same thing that I experienced when I was a little boy. I would not give myself the credit. I wouldn't see myself. I wouldn't validate myself. I wouldn't 
you know, acknowledge the greatness that's going on. I'm, I can do it in other people. I can see that in so many other people. And in fact, I'd really, really love to celebrate other people, but I would not do it for myself. And then I'm wondering why at times I feel like my life feels vanilla, boring, stagnant, stale. It's because I wasn't seeing that in myself. So long story long, throughout this weekend, I really started to acknowledge you know, the, the, the beauty of that little eight-year-old and then the beauty of the, the 11-year-old and the beauty of the 14-year-old and the 18-year-old and the <clears throat> so on and so forth. And here I am to present day acknowledging that like, yeah, man, c- c- you know, if I compare myself to other people's lives, I could always be in a perpetual state of disappointment. But you know what? Like, there's no there's no use in that. There's no use for me to do it. There's no use for you to do it. If you start to acknowledge the good and to start to feel, you know, the, the amazing qualities and attributes that you bring to the table, that's like feeling is a prerequisite for forgiveness. So in, in my willingness to feel the pain and the sorrow and the shame as well as the happiness and the joy and the, you know, excitement over this past weekend allowed me to forgive myself, my younger self, as well as my present day self and everything in between so much more than I have in the past. Such that I can say, yeah, could my podcast be better? Of course. Could this book book that I've written, Becoming Kings, be better? Of course. But am I really like working towards perfection or am I just looking to add value? And certainly more the latter. But even in writing this book, as it corresponded with this relationship that I was in, I went into some really, really dark places, some really triggered, some really wounded places. And my coach would say, yeah, Johnny, that pattern, that's that's your your mother wound. (laughs) That's your father wound. I'm like, what? What is this? And that's why I'm so grateful for the the coaching because it brought to, to light, you know, so many things that I was distracting myself from or that I just didn't even have the tools or the uh, awareness at the time to be able to, to handle and to heal. So having said that, I, you know, as of this recording, you know, I've released my book, Becoming Kings, The Modern Man's Path to Being Powerful, Purpose Driven and Fulfilled in a World That Has Taught You Not to Be forward by my amazing coach Christine Hasler contributions by so many amazing people like Christine and Steph her husband and Lewis Howes and Allison Armstrong and Ryan Mickler and Dr. Robert Glover from No More Mr. Nice Guy and Sanika the Firestarter Street and so many amazing people that uh, that impacted the writing of this book that I've come through uh a very, very dark time of my life this past year. Um, and was COVID part to blame for that? Maybe. Maybe it was like the perfect storm to, to bring the stuff to the surface so that I could truly connect with it. I don't know. But what I am saying to you as you're listening to this is you have so much greatness inside you as well that I have a, I have a sneaky feeling 
similar to how I've felt for most of my life, too, that I just wasn't tapping into it. And yet, you probably have done things or have things in your life right now that you at one point dreamed of having. <laughs> and now you probably take it for granted. And whether that be tangible things or a relationship or qualities, maybe you have emotional fortitude that you never knew you'd have and you have so much patience, so much more patience or empathy than, than you used to have. I don't know, whatever the case might be. And yet you probably don't acknowledge it because you're still working towards someday being enough so that then you'll be recognized by other people when all you really need is your own recognition. And so I saw something uh, just recently in that it's, it's not that you need more self-love. What you need is healing. What you need is forgiveness. What you need is the ability to quiet all the things that distract you from your ability to love yourself, right? The self-love, the capability, and, and, and all of that is actually already there. It's just underneath the shame and the disappointment and the anger and the resentment. Those are the things that need to be healed so that you can fully recognize <laughs> the light that you already have within you. So that's a big part of my, my journey. I think the big part of the, the guys that I coach and the guys that I work with and a big part of what this Becoming King's book is all about. So having said that, I would love for you to, to buy a copy currently as of the, the recording of this podcast. I know it'll break the bank, but you can pick up a digital version of my book for 99 cents. <laughs> if you can't afford it, I'll send you a dollar. I appreciate it. I hope uh, that you really dive into it because there's a lot of a lot of good stuff there. A lot of good stuff. Uh, it's definitely been a lifetime, a culmination of a lifetime of, of inner work and struggle and perseverance to not accept mediocrity. And since you're listening to this podcast, you are one of the few who clearly want healing. You want more out of your life, probably, I would imagine, than you're currently getting, right? Or you have an amazing life, you're just looking for the next edge. Either way, you're one of those type of people who are open to growth. Like growth and progress is a huge value to you, right? As it is for me too. But most people, they don't listen to podcasts like this. They don't read books like mine. They don't go to seminars or, you know, sit in their room and cry all weekend in order to, to heal and be able to show up in the next relationship or in their current relationship as a more full version of themselves, right? But for those of us that do, like, man, the world needs more of us to, 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 to be that guiding light, to lead the way. And so I encourage you, uh, again, just with this podcast, if there's any episodes that resonate, I so appreciate you just paying it forward, pass it along, share it. It's so easy, obviously. On our, phone, on our phones these days, <clears throat> buy my book if that resonates, whether it's for, for you uh, as a king or someone that you think it might resonate with. Maybe buy one and share one uh, as a gift. Like I said, it's pretty, pretty freaking inexpensive. 
but it is my life's work, and I'm uh, I'm I'm giving myself the grace to acknowledge my own greatness. Because writing a book was not easy. <laughs> Doing over 250 podcast episodes without missing one is not easy. And a lot of these things, uh, you know, having an amazing relationship, having amazing physical fitness, having uh, financial abundance, aka doing all the things that I believe result in becoming kings or becoming queens in our life are not easy, but they're worth it, right? So my heart uh, is full of gratitude, not only for all the people that have DM'd me or commented or shared uh, the release of my my first book, Becoming Kings. My heart is full with gratitude for you for listening. <clears throat> the podcast continues to grow slowly but steadily, and uh, as I continue to become a better, <laughs> a better version of myself, a better podcaster, um, it's a long journey for sure. But I just want to thank you so much, uh, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, for for joining me on this journey. I really do hope that you connect with me because like I enjoy this but quite frankly I'm recording this as I'm looking out my window staring at all the you know the rush hour traffic we're all so busy as we're all heading to different places or heading home or whatever the fun part for me is connecting with people having adventures learning things having laughs creating memories so if you're ever in Denver or uh, if you want to ever grab coffee, hit me up on one of the socials. Go to johnnyking.com. You can definitely connect with me that way too. And uh, like I said, it would mean the world to me if you bought my book and if it's you know of value to you, leave me a, uh, a review on Amazon or leave me a review on this podcast on Apple, iTunes, all those things really mean a lot to me. And if there's areas of um, constructive feedback that I can do to, to improve things, gosh, I'm always I'm always uh, humble enough to receive that. So, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a support. Thank you for going out and improving, you know, the world just by first healing yourself. Because I think that's uh, that's what the world needs. <laughs> more of us that are healed so that we can support other people in their healing. Appreciate you. As always, thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you on the next episode of the Becoming Kings podcast. Cheers. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, Share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. 
Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.